0: You are dressed like a Texas cowboy. You've got the boots, you've got the blue jeans, and you've got the country shirt and the cowboy hats. And the belt is so big, Elvis would have been proud of it. You're listening to Move Your Business to the United States with me, your host, Kevin Turley.
1: Now I would say most clients um, initially when they come here they would look for like rentals, you know, like, like I did, They're like executive homes like I did, and before they buy something, you know, and then if they decide to stay here they would rather buy something, yeah.
0: This morning Sebastian is driving me to Georgetown about 10 miles north of Austin. And there he's going to introduce me to Amy Edwards. She's a realtor. In fact, she's the realtor that helped move Sebastian from Europe to Texas. Because this podcast is about meeting people on the inside, and Amy is definitely on the inside of real estate in Texas. Now, first of all, Amy, what's a realtor?
2: In Texas, there is, uh, you can be a real estate agent or a realtor. Um, to be, have the designation of Realtor, you have to be a member of the um, National Association of Realtors. Uh, if you don't join that, you're just a real estate agent. It's not a big deal, you just get a lot, more, <laughs> a lot more credibility if you actually join and participate in the national organizations.
0: But it also probably has something to do with the quality of the service.
2: Absolutely. So, to become a Realtor in Texas, you have to take 180 hours of classroom uh, courses, or you can do it online. Um, It is proctored exams. You have to pass each section of 30 hours to move to the next section. Once you pass all 180 hours, you take a final exam, which includes state questions and national uh, real estate questions. Uh, Once you pass that, then uh, you get your little piece of paper that says you're licensed and then you find a place to hang your shingle.
0: You know Sebastian professionally. Is that right, Sebastian?
1: Yeah, when I moved back to United States in 2016, um, actually, Amy was the one who helped me to find uh, the house that I rented here in Georgetown. Really? And yes, the process, you know, went very smoothly. And uh, Amy was very professional and uh, very pleased, you know, with her assistance. So I thought, you know, she would be something, someone who I would love to
0: uh, introduce to our clients. That's great. So we have an expert here. Oh, totally. In, in fact, we've got two totally. experts. we got <laughs> you, one, we got Amy, and then we got me. Okay. So, Amy... Coming from Europe to, to Texas, um, it's a different world, right?
2: Yes, very different. Now,
0: talk me a little bit through how real estate works in this metropolitan area. I mean, do people live in apartments? Do they live in houses? Do they live in, what's that word, condominium?
2: Condominium. What is a condominium? We have ranches. We have Well, well talk, talk me through it. I mean,
0: now, listen, just as a European coming here, what are your options to live in?
2: So, um, in, the, in the Austin area, Metroplex, which is the larger area around uh, Georgetown, um, there are a lot of apartment complexes. There are a lot of condominiums. Condominiums are like apartments, but they're generally owned as opposed to rented. Gotcha. Um, you can rent a condo. Um, uh, condominiums, um, as opposed to apartments, is uh, there's a uh, association that is uh, part of the association you pay into every month. And they cover things like the exterior of the gotcha. building. Right. Okay. Um, but as far as the owner, if you buy a condo, you're buying from the, the Sheetrock Inn and you're responsible for the sheetrock in as far as if something breaks. Sh- sh- sorry. Sheetro- the walls. Oh, the walls, the walls. okay good. <laughs> so sheetrock. It's, called,
1: it's plasterboard, you know? Plasterboard, plasterboard. Oh. yes.
2: <laughs> so anything outside that is the condo association okay. and then anything inside in your personal property is, is personal property. Um, there's rental homes that are single-family homes, just like you know, if you would buy a single-family home, uh, they rented a single-family
0: home. Okay, so Sebastian, what did you start with when you came to, to Texas? When I moved to Texas
1: originally um, in, in 2011, I, I bought a ranch here. You know. uh, so you started at the top? Bed, yeah, I bought a ranch <laughs> and bathtub. But when I came back in uh, 2016, um, Yeah, I was looking for a rental property straight away in the Austin area.
0: So condominiums and apartments, you've explained nicely. Are there a lot of houses? Because in Europe, we still have houses. Do people live with like two up and two, three up and two down and a garden at the back? Absolutely.
2: We have a lot of houses available. In fact, um, in July alone in the Austin area, 3,000 single-family homes were purchased and sold in in Austin area. In Williamson County, 1,000. So that's just in one month. So that gives you an idea. There are plenty available. Um, There's, uh, you know, builders building like crazy right now.
0: So we've got houses, we've got condominiums, we've got uh, apartments. We call them flats, but Mm -hmm. apartments. And then you've got... Large ranches. Now, is this for real? I mean, do people actually buy ranch? I know Sebastian, <laughs> Sebastian says he, he, but he said he said <laughs> he's real. told me he bought a ranch. Can people really buy a ranch with like horses and yes. cattle? And um,
2: you can buy uh, what they refer to in Texas as a gentleman's ranch, which is usually ten acres and under, or maybe fifteen, um, up to hundreds of acres of, of property that either has a house on it, or you could build a house, or just put livestock on or the combination of the two
0: and and just in this area would you have ranches within within distance of here yes sure really absolutely oh it's very i mean it's here it's very i mean you know my ranch was in
1: bastrop that's like 30 miles southeast Mm -hmm. of austin right okay so it's it's very common here for you know for families who like horses? You know, like to have animals to buy a few acres, you know, and and build a ranch. Yeah.
0: Am I correct in thinking, Amy, that there's a lot of space around Austin? To-
2: there is a lot of space. It's becoming more scarce um, yeah. in Austin specifically. That's why a lot of the the families and and newcomers to the area are moving outside of the metroplex um, because there's there's you're getting kind of landlocked in yeah. in Austin area specifically. But um, here in Georgetown, there's still. Ranches that are available in Georgetown. There's still ranches that are available um, in Hutto, which is a little uh, further east of here, um, Florence. And, you know, there's there's large properties.
0: So I'm sitting in a in somewhere in Europe, and I'm thinking of moving my family to Austin, Texas. So Sebastian gives me your number. I give you a ring, or I email you, or whatever, Skype you, and say, Amy, help. What's the process?
2: I, I kind of interview you. I ask you some questions about what you're looking for, what's important okay, to you well and that's, your family. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, do you need uh, Do you need space? Do you need Do you have livestock that you're bringing that you want to purchase? Um, do you have children? Um, what ages are your children, and what uh, are, are they go- used to going to a public school or a private school? Uh, to kind of get an idea of what uh, what your needs are, and then ask what your budget is, um, because there's a very vast range of, of okay. prices
0: here yeah. I mean, amy i'm glad you brought it up let's just talk i know and this is 2018 for anybody mm-hmm. listening in the in the in the distant future but just give me a rough idea. i mean really rough figures you know okay. i mean okay i want to buy an apartment you know one of those nice apartment blocks looking over the uh ladybird is it ladybird <laughs> lake down do you have
2: in- a million dollars
0: uh, not on me. Okay, um, but it's a it's a million plus type. Is that what you're if, looking if at? If you're
2: overlooking the town lake in in Austin and you've got a view like that, uh, if you're getting uh, a one bedroom condo that you're buying, it could be anywhere from five hundred thousand on up. Really? Um, if you get a not so nice one, it could be lower than that. But if you're if you're in that area with a view, um, you're you're going to pay you're going to pay for it. Okay. <laughs>
1: suburbs, almost as much written about as Madison Avenue, and just as much in need of reflection.
0: Hi, you're listening to Move Your Business to the United States. Just a quick word from our sponsors, Mount Bonnell Advisors, the people there have been advising clients on moving stateside for years. For all your needs, both business and practical, head over to mountbunnell.com to find out more. Thanks for listening. Part of this podcast, that's in this journey that Sebastian's taken me on, is about lifestyle, okay? And the move from Europe to America is a lifestyle choice. And you must okay. have picked up on this. Presumably, Sebastian, mm-hmm. you explained that to, to Amy, what sort of lifestyle you wanted when you came mm-hmm. over here.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, for me, it was very important to have, you know, a, a big property. Um, so because uh, I wanted to have plenty of space for my kids to run. So the property that I rented, I think, was on one or two acres, um, a big plot, you know, so you're not, you're not too close to neighbors and everything. And we looked at a few uh, uh, properties here. I mean, I remember, say, we looked at one property in, in Florence, which was like a a Tuscan Villa, you know sort of thing really yeah, which was it's then actually
2: in a vineyard yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a So vineyard. it was
1: like it looks like in Tuscany incredible, mm-hmm. incredible But it was then unfortunately no longer available. Well, unfortunately at the end of this this house did just well for us So that was my thing. I want to have a big garden, you know, big yard, big property And um, so that was my you know, my request to Amy and so, this is the property So,
0: to so Amy is it right that in some ways your um, discussion with somebody at the very outset is working out what the lifestyle is to fit the type of property is is that is that the kind of thing you're trying to discern?
2: Yes, I mean you you uh, mentioned earlier there's a different there's differences in, in different uh, cultures in different countries and so I try to get an idea of what their expectations are what a client's expectations are if you have a you know a, a larger budget and you know the sky's the limit
1: as a good example so the house that I rented in 2016 which I would call an executive home. Is that the right description? Like, yes, very, so, very good um,
0: Could you sort of describe that for the listener? Um?
1: Yeah, so the house that I rented was a, a five-bedroom house. Um,
0: it's sta- detached in its own ground? Detached
1: in, in very large, I mean, you know, kind of, it's, we're talking about suburbs, so very large property for a suburb. So I think it was two acres, as mm-hmm. far as I remember. And how
0: many, how many miles from downtown? From
1: downtown Georgetown, probably 10 miles 10 miles. 10 miles. 10 miles. So it's quite a drive. I mean, it's 20 minutes drive, right? And then it had uh, two floors and um, I mean, the whole, the overall um, square footage, I think, was around 4,000 square square feet, you know, so uh, r- rather large.
0: And is it on different levels or two, was it- uh, Two levels. Two levels, yeah.
1: And um, so for that house, I mean, very nice, you know, very nice finish, very nice kitchen, you know. like So, um, and for that house, um, I remember uh, the, the, the monthly uh, lease was uh, $3,300. How how much would that be now? I mean, is, is it has it's about the same?
2: It's a, it's stayed about the same here in Georgetown. Um, if you were renting that same sti- you know size house, same uh, you probably wouldn't get two acres in Austin. But it's even even this the same size house in Austin. It would probably be five thousand or more a month.
0: The, what, what's that in pounds? Let's say four thousand pounds. Four thousand pounds. That's a lot of money still, yeah. you know. But but anyway, that that's the sort of thing. Now, um, Sebastian hinted at something there, which which is obviously um, to the fore in this podcast, which is around that when people decide to move businesses and continent oh, sorry businesses from one continent to another they're also moving families and they're also moving lifestyles and we talked mm-hmm. about that but um, presumably it's preferable to talk to both husband and wife or even children i don't know i mean did you talk to the whole family to get an idea of what everybody's expectations
2: Yes, because sometimes it's very different from what the husband expects and what the wife expects um, I have families that will come in and, you know, from out of state even that the husband comes on you know for business and, and he's on the scouting mission, if, it, if you will, to kind of scout the area. And he says, well, we want this, this and this. And then all of a sudden the wife comes in two weeks later and her ideas are completely different. So I'm sure that's not unusual. No, either. it's not. And it's very, it is unusual if they're both on the same page all the time. <laughs> um, so, so what I try to do is, yes, I, I, I don't. I, I don't like to deal with just one spouse or the other, or, if it, or one partner or the other. Um, and if there are kids involved, it's nice to have the kids too, because you'll see, not that they're the decision makers, but you'll see that they do kind of run well, the, well, the well, dynamic. Well, well it the depending spouse. on
0: the age, but they definitely have an input, don't yes, they? If, they o- definitely. if only in, in persuading, I mean, presumably Sebastian, your children had some input when you were buying the ranch, for example, you, you you've said just now that you wanted your children to be able to play in a large square or sort of Yard or whatever they call them over here, gardens.
1: Yeah, when it's a ranch, it's no longer a garden, right? Right. <laughs> no, no, but definitely. I mean, um children definitely um have an input. Um my children love Georgetown, you know, love this area. The schools here are very good, you know, as compared to with you know when comparing them to Austin, where they're not so good necessarily.
0: So okay. Uh European businessman has contacted you. He's a rough idea what the budget is, which is very important. Work out your budget, that seems right. to be the first thing then go through what they, what they think they want with you, both or all right. the parties concerned. They've done all that and they're still coming, right? And you, you send them presumably some details of a, a, a suitable property and they say, yep, that's great, Amy, I'll have that. What happens then?
2: Well, generally, we send more than one property. Um, there's a Here, there's a, a service called the Multiple Listing Service. Mm-hmm. And if a rental property or a purchase property is listed in the MLS, I can set up a search that I can send via email. And you tell me your parameters, and I set up the search. And you can look online at the pictures, if there's pictures posted. You can look at what it costs, what the size is, if there's a, a yard or garden or acreage or anything like that. Um, and. We start kind of broad, and then they will tell me, "I like this one. I don't like this one. Let's look at this one. Of course, yeah. Don't want to see that one." And so we set a plan before they even come of, of you know, what we want to kind of focus on. And so, so
0: just on that, let's say somebody's coming all the way from Europe, and they are serious about mm-hmm. moving here. Maybe Sebastian was in this boat, and um, would let's say they're coming for a few days to Austin, husband, wife, and the kids have been looked after. Would you set up multiple viewings then to give them an idea of the, within the parameters?
2: Absolutely.
0: I have to say, you know that Amy is incredibly dedicated. You know, so
1: I remember when we looked at houses, we drove around for hours. You have to imagine these are long distances here. You know, just That's one true. viewing, That's to be viewing, twenty minutes from here. Yeah. Look at the house for twenty minutes, come back, you know, for twenty minutes, just as one viewing. Then we went out another property in Florence, which is even further out. You know.
0: So Amy, on an hour, let's say I'm coming for this intensive European. Look around. Mm-hmm. Um, what how many properties could I see in a day? Realistically? Is it three, four, five?
2: Um realistically, you could probably see seven or eight. Okay. You would be exhausted, but yeah. if it's necessary, that's what you know we and, do. And you go with them Absolutely. everywhere and take everybody everywhere. Absolutely. Um, it depends like with with Sebastian and his family, we couldn't all fit in my vehicle, so they followed me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if there's just a husband and wife or two partners or you know the, you know a small family, We can get in my truck, yes, I have a truck, (laughs) or or my Subaru, and um, we can drive around, or if they're more comfortable following, they can follow me. Um, We set a schedule. Um, I try to schedule enough time where we could be at each property um, 15 to 30 minutes, um, depending on the size of the property, and then some drive time between... Um, and try to. Some of the properties are vacant. Some are occupied, and right. and some we have to have appointments for and have to stick with a schedule. Okay,
0: schedules. so 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 this this is comforting because this sounds like properties the property searches the world over. You go yes. around with the estate agent in London and you look at multiple properties, yeah. and okay, so we do all that and we come across a property and we think yeah we'll have that. What happens next?
2: If um, if you're renting the property, there's a rental application. Um, we fill out a rental application and they will ask for your whole life, (laughs) firstborn child. Um, You'll have to provide income information, um, employment, background check, credit history, that kind of thing. I
0: can feel a sort of slight headache coming on, because this is the same in the world over. Anybody who's renting anywhere these days, you literally have to have fingerprints Mm -hmm. and all sorts of things. But you know that a lot of the people listening to this podcast, and presumably, Sebastian, you're in this realm as well, a lot of them are going to be entrepreneurs, okay? They're going to have fractured history, because they've been in startups and maybe... Maybe they've been very successful, but you know it's taken a while. Do you know how to help them navigate that?
2: Yes, it can be it can be a challenge, and depending on who the listing agent is for the property or the property management company on the other side, um, what their criteria are, um, they may require a slightly larger deposit. Um, yeah. uh, they may require a. Um, more of a verification process. Um, They may want double deposit instead of, say if the deposit was one month rent, they may want two months rent deposit. Um, And then they will do, you know, their background checks. Some of them will absolutely just, you know, they're very cut and dried. They don't allow if you don't have more than two years of consistent income at one place and, you know, um, but my job is to figure that out as well and when we're looking at the properties before we ever even go contact property management companies and say here's you know here's my my possibility um, I have a client that will be, you know, self-employed and you know, has income to support this, but it'll be, it won't be your standard two years of, of WTs. Also,
0: I, mean, I mean, again, this is for Europeans coming to America. Is that ever a problem when you've got somebody coming from a jurisdiction, a foreign jurisdiction?
2: It, it can be. Um, I have not run into a, a situation where I couldn't get someone in. In a a rental or a a, a house. But I mean,
1: Kevin, there's of course a a massive problem, um, you know, for someone who wanted to buy a property. I mean, I would say in almost all cases, that's not possible for him to get a mortgage.
0: Why can't Europeans just come here and buy property?
2: Well, there's a couple of reasons. One, um, if you're coming as an entrepreneur and you don't have, uh, if you don't have cash just to to throw at a property, you have to get a mortgage. Um, And the mortgage process, they do look at, they want two years of consecutive Income in the same type of industry, um, and you know they look at your debt-to-income ratio, that kind of thing. Um, also, you've got you know you've got the you're you're not a citizen here. You've got to buy. A property as a, a foreign entity, so there's some other paperwork that goes on with that.
1: And the basic issue for most people is when they come here, they don't have a credit score, you know?
2: and they don't have a credit score here, yes. Yeah.
0: So that's a big problem, yeah. You know? So let's say then somebody's either renting or um, buying, you've sorted all that out for them. Um, is that you done with them? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, yes, I am not done. Um, so say, say you're gonna come and rent, um, we get the application in, I deal with the other side, whether it's a landlord uh, or a property owner or a management company, um, and negotiate the, you know, how long your lease is going to be, um, the terms, what they need down as far as your security deposit, that kind of thing. Um, help you get your keys <laughs> to, get, to get moved in. and um,
0: you, you, you do all that. I mean, it's a really end-to-end service here. Absolutely. So you're not happy until they're sort of settled in their home? Exactly. Yeah, Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to give us so much insight into the whole, what seems complicated, but actually you've made it look quite simple because all I have to do is pick up the phone and speak to you and you'll take me through the whole process.
2: Absolutely, and I would be more than honoured to have anybody that you want to send my way give me a call if they want to continue this conversation and they didn't get questions answered
0: okay so how do people find you What, what, what is it is it Keller Williams Georgetown website and then um, follow the links
2: that or I can give you my direct uh, our website is the that's uh, poppytowntx.com um, or you can email me at amy at or you can call me at 512-789-6522
0: well, you can't get Excellent. more you can't get more direct than that. Amy, thank you very much. Thank you. Sebastian, thank you. It's been really good.
1: Great. And so they join the stream of family life in the suburbs. Soon to become part of its familiar sights. Soon to absorb its familiar sounds.
0: Anybody home? Next time on Move Your Business to the United States. So let's get Kevin a cowboy hat. An, I thought it would be like a desert. You know like those Western films where yep. you have a desert and you have there's a tree tumbleweed, stopped. you know. But it's nothing like it. I mean, there's no, no, tumble, I there's mean no tumbleweed at all. <laughs> You've been listening to Move Your Business to the United States with me, Kevin Turling. A huge thanks to my producer, Emmett Glynn, who produced this podcast for Mount Benel Media. To find out more, go to mindpanel.com And remember, dream big, dream America.